First question, what is one thing you do to have the best year ever? I remind myself every day, just keep going. I love that. And what do you do to remind yourself to keep going? I have little things that I've written around my desk that I keep open. I think I told you about it the other day. I have something that says, um, do something that means something. And, you know, it's that positivity, it's that doing. And so, you know, that's, that's built into the language that I have out in front of me. And I think it's like just literally everything I do every day. I have lists that I check off. I, you know, I plan for the next day. These are all things that I think keep me moving forward because I figure moving forward, no matter the outcome is better than staying stagnant or taking steps backward. Um, so, you know, there's all sorts of little nuggets that I remind myself that I've learned along the way and I write them down and, um, I don't, there's something that I do though, that I, I can't exactly put to words, but it's this self-check. It's a self-awareness. I ask myself why a lot of times, why I'm doing certain things, why I'm holding myself back. So I think it's a combination of things. I know you asked me one thing, but it definitely is a combination of things. I absolutely love it because it very much speaks to sort of how I live. And one of the things that I talk about is live in action because one is always greater than zero. I don't care if you're doing something that might not be 100% perfect or you don't know what you're doing, but as long as you are living in action and making forward progress, then great things will happen. So welcome to Best Year Ever a podcast designed to inspire growth and impact so you can have your best year ever. And I'm your host, Rob Cressy, and I am oh so excited for today's show because joining me is Shauna Griffiths, founder at SLG Impact. Shauna, great to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. And what we're going to talk about today is doing things to make your life better. And you and I, one of the things that I enjoy about our conversations is you are someone who is on a similar wavelength as me when it comes to personal development and self-awareness and growth mindset. And our conversations, while we may have an intention to say, hey, what's going on in the world of business, immediately just start shooting off of like, what's the thing that you're working on for yourself and your personal <laughs> development? And we're both listening to language and we're exploring the things that we're each doing to optimize ourselves and make our days and year better. And you actually said to me, and I quote, I'm trying to do things to make lives better. And I was like, boom, that's a fantastic <laughs> way for us to start this off. Yeah, absolutely. It's really the uh, bit of my own mantra throughout my life. And it's basically the core of what we do with SLG Impact. It's, that's why the tagline is evolving brands and people. It's all about doing things that make a positive impact on the lives of People. And at the end of the day, yes, we talk about brands. Yes, we talk about the work, the brands that we're working with, but we're working with people every day. And I think that sometimes that can get lost in the work. And I think that, you know, that that human quality. And so I think just every day having the intention of making that positive impact on people's lives is, I don't know, it's what, what drives me and it continues to. And it's something that drives me as well. And it's a very unique and gratifying thing when you live so purpose-driven because for me, I'm an example 
of what's possible and I want to lead others to what's possible. So for me, when I think about lifestyle design and even this show that we're doing right here, the reason I'm doing it among other things is so that I can share what I've learned, what I'm going through with others to help them on their journey. Because Shauna, you and I, we are the opposite of perfect, but we are (laughs) aware enough to say, all right, well, let's find the things that um, aren't 100 in our life and let's bring that awareness up there. And then what can we do to work on them? And you're like, oh, cool, I did this thing. So then you just keep on rinsing and repeating. So what I want to do is sort of get a little bit more specific on this based on our conversation from last week. And let's talk about creating boundaries for ourselves because this (laughs) is something that is so applicable in business and in personal life. And let's start with early in the day because it was actually what launched our conversation. You're like, yeah, Rob, it's been a great day so far. I had a call at 7 a.m. And I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? Why are you jumping on a call at 7 a.m.? Because I wanted to check in because there are two ways to think about having a call at 7 a.m. There's the default way of, oh, my God, I wake up and my life is already on fire or as you told me, there's the design way. You're like, oh, I had a call at 7 a.m. This is fantastic. I'm building momentum. I'm like, cool. I love that. <laughs> and on my end, what I do is I have a rule at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. is when I officially start air quotes work. I don't schedule meetings. Uh, before 10 a.m. is my personal development time reading, creating my being, meditating, journaling, going to the gym, eating, all of that good stuff. So let's start with this on your end around creating the boundaries around the time in which you start your day. Yeah. I think that one thing I will stress is that we all have to figure out what works for us. And that's exactly the point here, right? So what works for me, getting up at 5, 5.30, starting my day, having that portion of my day where I do me things and then making that time so that I can start phone calls at sometimes 6.30 a.m. I don't go earlier than 6.30 unless I absolutely need to. Um, But seven, you know, I live in Colorado. We're on mountain time. So I really think about the people that I'm working with and what time they're on, you know, time zone they're on. So Sometimes that can dictate the exact time that I start. But to your point, I do have my sacred morning time. Sometimes it's just more condensed than others. But again, if I listen to my soul and like what fuels me, it is that early morning time. Um, And so that's actually when I met when I'm at my best thinking, engaging, writing. So, um, you know, I, I purposely do that. And it also has to do with how I work to um, build my life around my priorities that have shifted so much throughout my journey. Um, I do that partly because my husband works on East Coast time as well. And so there's a certain part in the afternoon when he's done working late afternoon, and I purposely start my day a bit early than most people, because that allows me to be present and enjoy that time when he is free, that I can be free and we can, we're like big kids. So we get to play together. And so, you know, I think all that, what we talked about is like being really conscious about that because sometimes that self-check becomes, think about the alternative. So if the alternative is, if I don't start my day until later in the morning, then I can't be ready and available to be present for my relationship. 
until, you know, much later, then I miss out on that time. And so I think that's a bit of that self-check of like, what's most important to me? Um, and how am I truly going to fuel the things that are most important to me? So, so yeah, that kind of dictates the way that I, well, I do, but that dictates the way that I set up my day. Um, but I also, because the day can get long or it can be intense to start at 7am and go nonstop all day long. I do work to also build time throughout the day where I can step away and breathe. And a big thing that I do is literally shut my computer and walk away. I'll put my phone away for a little while. So these are all things that I think I've had to do to almost protect myself from myself at times. Um, Because I think we all have these tendencies that we will revert to. Um, But that's really where it's not somebody else's responsibility to check that that's ours. And we have to face the consequences, be that, you know, something positive or not. So And what we're really talking about here is design. We are designing the way that our mornings and days start because for me, I like to think about it as repeatable. If I do the same thing, you talked about living in action at the top, boom, just keep doing that. All right, well, what are the actions that I can do in the morning that are going to put me in a position to succeed at lunchtime? And then you keep doing that and you're like, oh, cool. What a good day this was. Maybe I'll go ahead and do this again the next day, rinse and repeat. But the key is being intentional about this because when you design it, you're now in more control and we don't want to be living by default. And what I want to do is actually double down on the thing that you talked about regarding the end of the day, because this is an area where candidly, I've had a very difficult time knowing when to shut off. I'm someone who has worked from home for the last 15 years And this is something where I'm a self-starter because I've worked from home. No one has to tell me what Mm -hmm. to do. But at the same time, my home is my studio and my studio is right upstairs. So it is always one step away in our computer. We live in it 24 hours a day or our phone. So it can be a hard time escaping this and relating to this as someone who's an entrepreneur and has these big dreams and goals of having positive impact for millions of people and creating uh, amazing things. It can be tough from a time guilt standpoint where oftentimes it's hard for me to give myself permission to shut down because let's say I'm waking up in the fives and now it's like five, 12 PM and I sit there and I want to do something, but I don't do something. And I sit there and judge myself. And I'm like, well, Rob, you've got these big dreams and goals and you have these things that you want. How are you not doing something right now? Even though I've already been up working or doing stuff for the last 12 hours. And I can just quickly audit myself and be like, well, I have not been watching Netflix for the last 12 hours. Everything that I've been doing has been living in action in some capacity from my personal development to my business, to my relationships right there. And it was something where I know, like you said, Shauna, we need to save ourselves from ourselves because burnout is a very real thing in entrepreneurship and in business in general, where we think that we can just keep going, going, going. And if you haven't listened to it, check out the podcast I did with one of my coaches, Darren Farfan, where we Mm -hmm. talked about how he helped me through this process because I was just redlining. If I wasn't where I wanted to be, boom, Rob's just going to live in more action. So what I did to solve this for myself is I created a rule called 3 p.m., 
And what 3 p.m. is, is I noticed every day around 3 p.m. I was either tired, my energy was down, I wanted coffee, or I was got that grinding feeling, that feeling where I was stagnant and I wasn't in flow. And sometimes I would judge myself on what am I doing right now? Why am I not working on the stuff that I wanted? And I said, whoa, wait a second. This is not serving me one bit. This, this bucket of time from three to four. I'm like, what is up with this here? So I said, you know what? Brand new rule called 3 p.m. Every day at 3 p.m., once three o'clock hits, I immediately am done with expectations for the day. I can do whatever I want. It doesn't mean that I'm going to become a lump of crap and do nothing. It just means <laughs> if I choose to do nothing, I can. But it's a very much a permission-based thing. And it's amazing what this has done because it has been my de facto end of my day per se. Yeah. It's so interesting that you're talking about this. There's a couple things that have come to me recently and they're things i've thought about over time but they've been really really salient and one is perfectly imperfect is actually one day i was talking to my niece and she was stressing out about her work she was like 12 or something and you know was it good enough and her homework and i just said to her like we're perfectly imperfect and so i think a little bit of that forgiveness for yourself or you know you don't have to max yourself out every single day and the truth is, is when we do that we're like holding ourselves to something that is almost unachievable. And so, you know, I think that's the other thing that comes to mind for me that I've been thinking about a lot is um, just like our capacity, right? On any given day, we don't necessarily have the same capacity to do the exact same things. And so I think that that permission to meet ourselves with a little bit of grace someday, and some days we can push ourselves a little bit more. Some days we need to, you know, um, pull ourselves back. But I think that part of something that you and I talk about a lot is like, again, checking in with ourselves. And so, you know, if you're not at a certain capacity one day, or you're feeling rather imperfect (laughs) on consecutive days, sometimes I think it's great to just like, I'll ask myself, like, what am I doing that's actually holding myself back? And sometimes that can be expecting myself to be perfect or expecting myself to operate at a capacity that's beyond what I can maintain. And so, you know, these are all like self-check levers, call it, and what works for you to set these rules for yourself that you need to do. You know, I think that that that's fantastic that that works for you. I think for me, I, you know, I agree about like habit, you know, so I think that if we can do things in a repeated way that that it's actually working to serve us in a positive way and we can create habits out of them, then we can get going in it and repeat that. And that's something that is actually like, again, it's a sustainable, repeatable, positive habit. Um, But then we also have to get ourselves in check sometimes because sometimes that can even become a rut. So, you know, I think these, these constant checking in with ourselves and that's why I have these you know, for me, I have these little phrases that I use. Um, for you, you have these rules that you live by. And so, again, I said it earlier, we really have to figure out what works for each person, um, you know, and then and then follow that the best you can. And I want to see if you can share with us what you do to end your day, because it was a very oh. unique thing that I think helped me 
because so often I like to think about triggers that I can create in my life. It's almost like a series of if thens. When this happens, once 3 p.m. gets here, I'm done with expectations. And you told me something that you do that I thought was very smart. Yeah. So again, my, my husband works on East coast time. So he's usually done around five or five 30. And so I literally, as the day is going on, I'm kind of checking what time it is because that's my time zone that I'm looking to time area that I'm looking to, um, end things, wind things down. So when I get to that point and I can take a break then, or towards the end of my day where I can look to end my day. And I say quotes because I may come back to something later, but that's when I shut my computer, put my phone away and do something to like, we'll go ride bikes or we'll walk to the mailbox or we'll go take our dog, do something, but it's physically changing my environment. It's physically changing my stimulus. Um, And then if I do need to come back to something later, I can do that. I'll make note of it. I also create my list of like, what's tomorrow's schedule so that I can compartmentalize things so that I don't have to be anxious about the unknown. You talked earlier about, you know, things you can control and you can't control. Like I'm when I talk a lot about like control the controllables. So if I can do those things, prepare for that three, three thirty time, then shut my computer, change my environment, have my list for the next day. Then I'm not feeling like scattered marbles. Like I'm out of control of my day things are running to into the next and I have no idea what's coming at me the next day. Um, so those are things. And then there's one other thing is that, yes, I'm one that, at, you know, I'll bring my phone to, if we're like sitting on the couch watching TV, I'll bring it over. And, you know, if I catch myself on it, my husband and I'll do this thing with each other. Like he says to me, he's like, you need a screen break. You know, and that's my gentle reminder. And I'll say to him like, stop computering. So, you know, again, it's like, we can be our own checks, but then it also can be really helpful to have people in our lives that help to hold us to what we know helps us operate at our best. Um, there's one other thing that I will mention. Um, Cause I know I told you about this. So I accidentally, a couple of months ago, my, work email stopped going to my phone. And I thought a couple of times, well, oh, I should fix this. And then I was like, wait, I don't need to fix this. I'm literally in my house all the time, you know? And so like, I'm in front of my computer. I don't also need it to hit my phone all the time. So again, these are the things like protecting myself from myself. There's these things, but it's a very conscious, intentional effort um, to, again, it's like controlling the stimulus um, that we're, we're constantly ingesting. And what I love so much about this is what I hear and see from both of us is the absence of things that control many people's lives, always on social media, always working and having no shut off. And certainly you and I are working on this, which is why we can talk about it because it is a (laughs) struggle and a challenge for both of us on a daily basis. But that's the beauty of self-development is we're aware and we're saying, boom, we're going to continue to work on this. And I want to make sure to sort of put a button on this because what we are saying is that you don't have to work nonstop. You do not have to have email going all the time. You do not have to jump on calls right away, but you can jump on calls right away. You can choose to work whenever you want. And a lot of this to me becomes permission-based. And Mm -hmm. oftentimes when I struggle with anything internally, 
I look at self-love and I'm like, what am I not giving myself permission to do? I'm not giving myself permission to have space because I feel anxiety at 3.30 when I'm not doing something. It's like, whoa, Rob, what's up with that? This is your life. You don't need to make yourself feel guilty because one of the reasons why I like to do this show is because the biggest competitor and challenge to ourselves is ourselves. And I remember someone interviewed me and they're like, Rob, who's the biggest competitor for you? And I'm like, me. All I've got to do is figure out how to stop myself from stopping myself. But that's it's the truth so because it, there's it so is. many inputs and so much going on that is control trying to get us to go so many different places. So it's like, wait a second, we can both li- we can live in this world of permission where we are the architects and say you can or cannot do anything you want at any point, but just design the rules of the game. It's so true. It's, Funny, you were talking about that hour that you have. And so one thing, I have a coach that who's a um, SL and SLG impact coach, but he's been a coach that I've worked with for years. And he's helped me to realize that if you have that hour, you don't necessarily have to fill it. And I think that I, those are things where I'll keep myself in check to say like, because that if I have a free time, again, it's like, I'll see myself that tendency to go and say like, Okay, well, let me check my phone. Let me check my email. What haven't I read today? And it's like, well, wait a second. Like, it's actually okay and really healing to take that time and not do. You, We don't have to fill every single moment of every day with, in order to be, you know, to feel good or to feel enriched. There is an enriching part in self-discovery when you can actually like be still, be quiet, um, let things come a little bit. So I think that's another thing. Again, like a self check for me is, am I, is that that sort of almost that twitch to go like must do, must do, must fill time. Um, so, you know, again, I love how you said it is to work in pro in process. We all are, you know? And so, um, the more we can like just kind of own it and see it and, and continue is really, I think where, where some goodness can be had. So I don't know if this is a dichotomy or a paradox, but essentially what we're saying is you both want to live in action as well as give yourself permission to not have to live in action because you are someone who lives in action, which is like, well, wait a second. So living in action is part of your DNA. And because you're always living in action, you can say, well, I know that I'm always good. And this is something I probably have to work on on a daily or hourly basis to remind ourselves once again, you're on the right path. You're on the right path because so often others see things in you that you don't see for yourself because yeah. our standard for ourselves is so much yeah. higher, at least I know for you and I. So Shauna, the last thing that I want to jam about with you is a gift that you can give yourself. And it's one of the most beautiful gifts that you can give in the entire world. And you've talked about it a little bit throughout this without saying it specifically. You know what that gift is? being present for yourself. And a lot of the things that we've talked about sort of lead into presence. So think about a conversation you've had where maybe you're out with some friends. I don't care if it's at a bar or a festival or eating somewhere and you're in conversation. And then what happens? And actually I can't do this because my phone's not next to me because I did that (laughs) for you. People are on their phone and they're not present with you and you're talking to them and in conversation and it doesn't feel good when you're with someone who's not with you. And one, 
we are people who are very intentional and very present and want to give the gifts that we have and be in conversation. But if someone's not going to be receiving that, I don't want to be wasting my time. So on the flip side, one thing that we can all do is work on being more present because if I see something in others that I don't like, well, I immediately got to look at myself and say, all right, Rob, when are you not being present for other people? And really giving yourself that gift of presence, of being in the moment. And I know uh, one of the people who's had one of the greatest impacts in my life is Jesse Itzler. And he's oh, always yeah. talking about be where your feet are. And I'm yeah. always working on being more present, which can be a challenge for two people who, who live and work in a digital world that's always on. And I find, once again, a love of absence. I love not having the rest of the world anywhere and it just yeah. being you and I having a conversation right now. It, it's actually, it's so nice. It's actually really calming. And I think that, again, it's that if you notice how you feel when someone else is doing it to you, it's a great time to go like, note to self, I don't want to do this to other people. I've been in conversations with people. Literally, I'm trying to have a call, like a conference call, and they're sitting there like this. And I'm thinking to myself, does this person have no idea that I could the camera works both ways? you know? And so again, when I see those things, instead of me getting mad at the person, I really work to say, okay, note to self, I am not going to do that for someone else. I can't control them, but I can control how I operate. Um, and so I think, I think you're right. It, it's such a difference when you talk to someone and they're truly present, they're looking at you, their energy is present. The other thing I think is interesting is that when I'm in a situation and I know that there's a distraction, especially like in this virtual world, you and I do this with each other. We're like, okay, if you see me looking over here, it's because I have this screen or because I'm going to take notes. And so again, a lot of times I talk about um, uh, perception and intention. And if someone has no idea what I'm doing, their perception is I'm being totally rude. But if I just say to them, look, my intention is to listen to you so intently that I'm taking notes so that I have it for later, that actually validates the person and that tells them you're being really present. So again, I think sometimes just that communication is really important. Um, you know, but again, like we talked about it earlier, control what you can control. I can't control somebody else, but I can control how present I am, which then helps them to feel differently. And hopefully that has a positive impact. And then it's a bit of reverb that goes on. Um, but I, I couldn't agree with you more. Like, being present, we're talking about it in work, but then if you also think about it, that goes to the rest of your life, right? And you know, when you're with your, you know, your partner, your spouse, and you're talking and they're not paying any attention, <laughs> you know, that it feels crappy. And so, you know, again, I think it's like, we have to really think about how do we want to face the world? How do we want to feel? Um, and then treat, and then just treat others that way and, and live in that. So I think that's the best way I, I can sort of speak to why I operate that way and how I operate that way. And I genuinely feel bad for people who have the lack of presence, not in a judgmental way, but in, in almost in a, I wish they had this gift for themselves because I know what the mm. gift can do for us. And once again, we've got to work on being present all the time. We are not perfect at this. But the more that you can get used to the absence of technology in your phone and yeah. your computer, and 
I always, I love going for walks and it's something that I learned um, when I did the 75 hard program. You can go back and listen to the podcast that I've done about that. And I would listen to music and I'm smiling and my head's up. And I think the key is having your head up because so often I see that our world is now head down. And what really blows my mind as someone who lives in Chicago, who recently purchased a car for the first time in five years is I notice people when they go across a crosswalk with their head in their phones. And I'm like, Oh my God, are you crazy? Because living in Chicago, we walk everywhere and I'm always making it a point to look directly at the driver because the number of times I've seen someone almost hit someone and my heart really goes out to everyone who doesn't live in the present because they're living in an alternate world that they think is going to get them the things that they want, but instead they're missing out on life because if you have your head up, then maybe you're going to notice uh, an eagle going by. You're going to notice some cool graffiti. Like all of a sudden I have taken a liking to um, taking pictures of street art Well, how in the world does that happen? Step one, I'm walking. Step two, my head is up. Step three, I'm open to being in the moment of being like, oh my God, look at this amazing, beautiful piece of art and how many beautiful things are around us that could inspire us where you may take action or maybe it's going to make me think of you, Shauna. And I'm like, oh, Shauna, I just saw this um, awesome bike. And I know that you like to ride bikes. So I just wanted to say what's up to you in there's so much good that comes from it. Because if you think about positive versus negative momentum, that Mm -hmm. if your head's down and you're not present to me, that continues the digital cycle of head down. But on the flip side, when your head is up and your heart is open and you're present and you've got where you are right now, where you're, you're allowing yourself to open more good things to come in your life because you, you leave it to the universe to say, hey, I'm in this moment and I'm open to seeing what else is around me. And it is such a beautiful thing. And it's like, it's a cousin of flow because you're in the moment, except like you are the moment and you're aware of just, this is where I am right now. Yeah. Yeah. And like we said earlier, it's a constant, it's an effort to continue. It's not, neither one of us are saying that that's the every day, all day. And you can be, you know, where it's, I'm, I'm striving to be better every day in these things. And so, but again, sometimes you can catch yourself, you can catch other people doing it. And then you're like, again, note to self, self-check, what are the things that you're doing? And it really comes down to if COVID didn't teach us this, I don't know what would, but we've got one life to live, you know? And I think that that's been somewhere along the line. Like it became really apparent to me, like one life to live it to my best and to be the best that I can in it. That doesn't mean that I'm perfect. That means that I can continue to grow and continue to improve. Um, and to continue, you know, again, that's where like making a positive impact comes into play. But I think that's not, it's not about preaching. It's about doing um, and I think that, again, that's the action I think that can, that can really make a difference and, and last. So I'm, I'm in that. it with you for sure. <laughs> I'm with you because it is not preaching. It is sharing because you and I are both on that journey together, which is a big difference. So what I like to yeah. do is end every episode with a takeaway or an action item. And I'll get this party started with okay. an action item. I want you, the listener or someone who's watching right now, 
to have a present moment. And what I want you to do is to recognize the moment because sometimes one of the things that I will do is when thinking about presence, I'll just be like, I am present in this moment right now. And then you just sit and you just look around and you allow that emptiness and the space and the taking in the surroundings. And it's a beautiful thing because once you recognize it once, then you're like, wait, I can create a trigger for myself where I just say, hey, Rob, be present. And then you just sort yep. you're just like looking around at your world. So that is what my take my action item is is to have a present moment. And when you do, hit Shauna and I up and let us know where were you in that moment? What was that moment? It doesn't have to be big and grandiose. It can be at your desk, but you're like, you know what? I was present and I heard the air conditioner turn on and all of a sudden these little things. And what about you, Shauna? Do you have an action item or a takeaway from our conversation? Yeah, absolutely. I think that for for people to really think about if you're seeing something else that doesn't resonate with you, pause for a second and think about like, do you do that? Or how could you operate differently? Again, it's if you feel yourself getting upset about it, instead of doing that, turn it into something that could actually work in your favor. Um, So that's, that's one that's a little bit different, but that's one that I offer. I love that because it's very much a self auditing practice. And the more that you get accustomed to, ooh, I do, I see this and I don't like it. What am I doing now? All of a sudden you become a regenerative machine where you're like, yeah. <laughs> notice that you start writing this stuff down. You're like, wow, look at all these things I'm working on. You're like, whoa, this is actually kind of a lot of stuff that I can improve on. So Shauna love jamming with you. Where can everybody connect with you? Everybody can connect with me. I'm on email at Shauna S H A U N A at S L G impact. Com. You can find me on LinkedIn. We have um, social media at IG is just at SLG Impact. Um, and again, you can go to our website, slgimpact.com, and, and there's all the clicks to all the handles. So Awesome. And as always, I would love to hear from you about this episode. Was there a specific nugget that stood out to you? Something that resonates with you that you're going through in your life or that you took action on? You can hit me up on all social media platforms at Rob Cressy, super active on LinkedIn and Instagram. And if you're someone who wants to create positive impact in the world, have more growth in your life, more fulfillment, more happiness, I would love to invite you to be in conversation with me or we can jam about it a little bit more to see how I can help you on your journey. You can hit me up, rob at robcressy.com or I've got a ton of resources at robcressy.com as well as a link where you can click and schedule a call with me. Uh-huh.